0: Hey, what's up? It's Julie Pilot from the Idea Fountain, and Wendell Blessingame is a city councilman for the 90014 and 90015 zip codes, the two most dangerous zip codes, also known as Skid Row. Conversations about homelessness have been uh, coming up a lot with me and my circle. Some say there's over 60,000 homeless people in L.A. alone, and I always wanted to get involved, but I didn't know if I should focus on homelessness, housing, uh, mental health, serving food at the Mission. I felt really stuck And then one day, I have this friend, David Sebastian, who is a musician and an artist, and he told me about Wendell. For 17 years, Wendell has set up a table at San Julian Park every single day just to help people. We ventured into Skid Row, made a new friend, and that was step one to my personal new mission, to humanize homelessness. Enjoy this wisdom from Wendell, and if you want to get involved, let's all join the conversation. What's that old phrase, 90% of things is just showing up? A huge thanks to my friends and the Idea Fountain listeners who showed up to Skid Row for this live taping of the Idea Fountain. I-D-E-A-F-O-U-N-E-A-I-F-O-U-N-E-A-I
1: this is The Idea Fountain, life-changing conversations.
0: All right, you guys, we always do something interactive. Kodak and Julian, I'm going to need you real quick. Like, whenever we kick off an episode of The Idea Fountain, we always bring everybody into the room who's here. And um, since we're doing this out in the streets of Skid Row today, and we don't have the normal setup we have, you're gonna need to pop up real quick and come by the table and introduce yourself. So, um, how about you go first?
1: Oh, my name is Prophet.
0: Come on up. My name's Amy.
1: My name's Anish. My name is Jared Aloha.
0: Hello, hello, it's Gria.
1: Yo, 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 Kojak in the building. Yo, it's Kev. Alicia. Cordell. Julian, David, Sebastian.
0: And I have Wendell! All right. I'm it um it's so crazy because I grew up working in music. And so when I heard that there was a man named Wendell who set up a table in San Julian Park in the middle of Skid Row and just helped people every day, of course the song that popped into my head was I mean you've had to have heard this for years, Mr. Wendell. Yes. And I mean, it's pretty crazy, like going through the lyrics of the song. Uh, I mean, it says here have a dollar. In fact, now brother man here have two. two dollars means a snack for me, but I know it means a big deal to you. Be strong, serve God only, know that if you do, beautiful heaven awaits. That's a poem I wrote for the first time. I saw a man with no clothes, no money, no plate, Mr. Wendell. And then it keeps on going, but it really talks about how even though a lot of people think Mr. Wendell has it hard, there's an actual freedom about not having to worry about society's problems. And um, there's something really special. And Wendell, I feel like I could talk to you all day from just our one meeting. Um, And I want to talk about connecting with people down in Skid Row and how we can help. But first, I mean, I think you have to... Give a little bit of background about how you got here, how you came to hold the city council seat for Skid Row, and what you do every single day. Okay.
2: First of all, I'd like to thank you for taking the time out to recognize what I'm doing. Uh, nothing big. I, i been. I was 2000, really 1999. I was in Skid Row and I had some additives in my life and I made a, a commitment that if I get off this alcohol, I would serve not only the Lord, but I will help mankind. I didn't know what I was gonna do. I just knew that I was gonna make a change of Skid Row because I've been through Skid Row for many, for many years and I stood in the lines, got the food I didn't want to eat. Uh, defecated on the sidewalk, urinated, whatever. Uh, walking around with no clothes, sometimes no shoes. because I go to sleep, you lose your shoes. Um,
0: but wait, before that, I hate to interrupt you, but what surprised me was before you got that, you had a life just like a lot of people, right?
2: Some people would say upper, middle class, or whatever. I was... I'm an electrician, um, been an electrician all my life, um, from a school teacher to a becoming electrician, um, raised four boys, now they are men, I uh, lost my wife, and that probably put me on, that did push me over the head, I just just couldn't accept, knowing that uh, she was gone, uh, made a vow to her that I would go to work and when I get back from the hospital, we would talk about transferring from one hospital to another. When I got back, she was dead. Um,
0: and what was mm, your wife's name?
2: Lois. Lois. And um, I went from that phase to um, alcoholism permanently. Um, not even, no one could tell me anything at that time. Um, phase. And,
0: uh, but you had a house.
2: Yes, I do. Yeah, I gave my house to my son signed it over
0: and where was your house
2: on 111th and figure
0: but you were still like a functioning alcoholic you had a home but you'd find yourself down here
2: i was not just a functional uh, a gifted functional
0: yeah
2: uh, <laughs> uh, because what i say that um, to work in the working class world under in construction uh, a lot of people are in your face so if, you, if you're consuming alcohol, it'll pop right up, mm-hmm. you know, or your your words might slayer, and then you lose your contract. And I wasn't planning to lose no money. You know. You understand what I'm trying yeah. to say? And the people that I was working for me were depending on me to provide for their necessities and their lifestyle. Um, yes, I was a mature addict, and... Um, one night took all of it away. I come down here because this was a place that there were no holes barred. Alcohol, no alcoholics, drug addicts, no drug addicts, and, uh, and gang members, no gang members. But when I came down here, it was a free zone. And you could do what you want to do on the sidewalk. And then when you get through, you sleep on the sidewalk or go home. You know, it was no accountability.
0: So at that and point, you just didn't care. I, you just wanted to be somewhere where you could destructive.
2: I was a WDC. That is called well, we don't care.
0: We don't care.
2: And We don't care about the system, we don't care about anything. We just I just didn't care. I didn't care about anything. I didn't even care about myself. Yeah. Until um
0: you had a you had a pretty big wake-up call, right?
2: Yes, it did. Yes, it did. I was laying right there on this sidewalk before, over there in front of the Los Angeles Mission. Across
0: from so, where, where I, you set up what, every day now, in San Julian Park. Right,
2: right across the street where I set up, because every day I look over there and remind myself where I was. I was on that sidewalk. Um, I think the ants and rats had more fun than I did laying on the sidewalk, because they laugh at me and run by. No, I was on the sidewalk, um, partially drunk, but not all the way drunk, but I was in a zone, and the guy came and kicked me and called me all kind of names. And when he used the word, may I? yeah sure. sure. Okay. Hey, when he called me a no-good motherfucker, um, I rolled over and sat on the side of the curb, kept re- repeating to myself, I'm not a no-good mother, and I don't know what you're talking about, and... Uh, I'll I'll remove this alcohol from me and um, I won't mess with it no more. But in in return, I asked the Lord to give me something to do, to in lieu of that. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And I sobered up, took a shower, got dressed, shaved. I ain't shaved no more, guys. took a shave and, and... just came to the realization that uh, everything that I went through everybody that's homeless in Skid Row were going through the same things so how can I bear this to a way I can help them and then I thought about it being a beacon of light as the light, t- the light t- tower out there in the ocean as you, you can see that light bleaking you can see that light and as long as you can see that light you know you're getting into land when you get right up on that, that pole, you know you hit land. So I, I talked to SRO Corporation, and they gave me, at that time, they, the park was run by SRO Corporation. They gave me a green light to uh, put a table up and did outreach. I did not know it would go as far as it has and what it conceded of what I've done uh, in the process. I do, do movies on Saturdays Sundays in the Look Community Center. But getting back to the realization is that I moved from just encouraging people to start getting new housing. The city recognized me last year um, as a certificate of reward for um, placing 241, piece, 241 people got housed just off of my desk by me, by myself.
0: And, Wait, who- how does that work? So people came to you and they said they need housing and you connected the dots? Yes. Do you have to
2: vouch for them? I, I be, a lot of times I vouch for them. Yeah, I so I, sometimes I put my credit up. Uh, I, have no, I have no money. I have none of that aspect. A lot of times I have to give them money for bus tokens or get to get to the, the destination. I uh, worked out agreement with some landlords about the security deposit as they pay payments. We make a contract payment. What I do is get on the phone and, and start selling them. That this very, getting an opportunity, of a, a, a new start of life. I don't know if you know about Skid Row. Skid Row is a myth in our society that it's the most dangerous, uh, most drug infested. The people are worthless. The people have no de- desires of doing anything. In life that is not true. All they want is an opportunity to move forward. From point A to point B, um, so this is what I do when I talk to the uh, landlords and let them know that there, there is somebody in their family, if that needs the same assistance that you just don't know about. So you need to give these, give this individual an opportunity to show. Most of the individuals that I have housed that was last year, but throughout the years, uh, are still housed. I, I have one experience that blew my mind for a little bit. I got a person that has been on the streets for nine years, sleeping in a tent. So I got an apartment for her. She paid the rent, uh, no problem. The following day, the landlord calls me back and tells me that all the furniture, since it was a furniture unit, was put out in the hallway and in front of the building because she said she didn't want it in her, in her, build, in her apartment. And I says, uh, can I talk to her? He says, I'm not talking to her. You need to come over and tell her that this is brand new uh, furniture that we paid money for. And it belongs in the unit. I get to the I get to the apartment building, knock on the door, and guess what I see? The tent. I see the tent right in the living room floor. And she says that she's not going to use no furniture. She'll cook, but she wants to have the tent in the living room. So we worked out a deal after arguing for a little while. If you, uh, worked out a deal that the furniture will be put in, in a garage. That she has a car garage, but she doesn't have a car. Yeah. So she'll put the, the furniture in the, in the garage, and in time she will move that back into the unit. Um, that is unusual for me. It blew my mind. But
0: That, that reminded me of, uh, there was a really great movie with Robert Downey Jr. and Jamie Foxx. I think it was called The Soloist. Yes. And it was a true story about a guy on Skid Row yes. that went to per- Berkeley School of Music. Right. And um, he met a writer from the L.A. Times who tried to help him, but kind of similar. The guy had a hard time taking an apartment and stuff. And when we were over at the park right now, Alicia and the Real Bonnies did some catering and we gave out lunch. And um, I saw somebody that was pretending like they were playing the cello. Right? A lot yeah. of a lot of talent down here
2: it it would be amazing it would blow it would would blow the average human being's mind that 90% or 9 out of 10 people that are homeless come from a professional or non-professional employment they're very talented and gifted in whatever uh, they have and they just gave up Hmm. just quit and we now are starting to become, starting about housing and rent control, but the people can't pay it, it who's on a fixed income. So there's going to be a lot more homelessness. But what I'm saying to you is that if you take a survey, you will be very surprised how intelligent these people are. I show movies on Saturdays and Sundays, and some people said, I wrote, I've got scripts I've wrote, I, you know, or, you know, I sing, I sing music, you know. I, you know, I, I used to be a nurse, you know, but I walked away from it. I used to, you know, I, uh, the guy really blew my mind. His sister came and bring him his car, and he worked at um, the hospital, Good Samaritan Hospital, in the, in the trauma unit. Wow! But he's down here because he just got fed up with people telling him what to do. So, um, it's, it's a mixed a, mix, a mix environment.
0: I um, used to live in Silver Lake Yes. and when downtown started becoming gentrified and more of I guess Skid Row or the homeless population moved between South Central and Silver Lake, I lived right by a freeway overpass and um, a lot of people moved in there and there were a lot of break-ins in our building and as a single girl I didn't feel safe and so I moved. But it really always bothered me a little bit that I just ran from the problem instead of trying to help. And so I always have conversations with people, like we're doing today, about what's going on with the homeless situation in Los Angeles, how we can help. Now, this week, I work with an organization called Black Sheep that's working on a project to support the homeless situation. And there were different people, some people that know you, Uh, Farhood and Paul that work on Carnival of Love, Yes, they were there, and then there were some people from Covenant House, and we were having conversations, and everybody kind of agreed, the number one thing that could make a difference was just by people interacting with people, and coming down and showing people they mattered, and knowing people's names, and one of the recommendations somebody gave was if people are asking for a dollar or two to instead of just either giving them a dollar or stressing out and like saying I don't have any money to actually introduce yourself and say your name and I'm curious about your opinion, it seems like you've been doing that hand to hand combat really getting to know the people individually and next thing you got over two hundred people off the streets and into housing.
2: That was last year, yes. Do you uh-huh. think
0: that method works?
2: Honestly speaking, definitely works. Uh, there let's get this clearly understand, is there there are three types of homelessness. Okay, the first homelessness is incarceration or hospital and then you're released and you have no place to go. Then number two is that we classified a displacement or eviction, and you lost your, your place for that. And the third one of them all is not even classified mental health because everyone in our society uh, starts mental health after two weeks of being homeless. All that you have, you don't have no more. All the things you used to do, you can't do no more. Um, there has been times I searched myself throughout the years, how can I... Ch- change somebody I can or how can I help them when I realize I can't change them but what I can do is to plant a seed of positive encouragement because the only way you can change anyone is the way they think and you have to start with the mind because if you don't start with the mind uh, you lose your whole objective and your objective is to make everybody on, off the streets into into housing our our city our our mayor and our governor have dropped the ball. Um, Accountability—that this should have been national security. I mean, that's, we should have uh, put a blackout in the city of LA County. Uh, we should have congregated every, every individual that is homelessness into a dwelling. Mandated to if you own property, you have a vacancy, you need to take this individual. There's no if, ands, or buts. You're not praying that you're discriminating or taking individual civil rights, but you are not recognizing the need that these people need help. And the, every day that goes by, there are more people being homeless, displaced. And you, if you ride through the city of Los Angeles, and one of the most beautiful cities in the world, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I really respect the city. I love it. Um, there's a lot of vacancies. Yeah. A lot of vacancies. And it'll blow your mind to find out that the, even probably down the street from where you stay at there's a vacancy. These people need to be addressed. Let them know that they, they're, they're obligated to put somebody in their unit. And if you don't meet them the needs of the rent, we will match the funds. The city has to come step up.
0: The oh, and state. let me tell you, I know. Like, if you try to convert a garage to ADU... City does not make well, it they, easy. They, no, they Woo.
2: don't. No, they don't. They don't. They, they, they won't give you a break or chance. And I've, I have friends that live like where you're saying it. Yeah. I had some friends move over into that area. Um, and when I went to the the sauna, the, the lease, um, the back of that got a huge parking space, but only with two cars in it. You could have adjusted that and put more housing there. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: yeah. Intro. Uh, it's an Yes. Yeah, install. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can fill up all these vacant spots throughout the city, plus the city has warehouses. If you've ever been on the other side of Alameda, the first block is called Montos. Montos runs from 2nd Street all the way to 9th. It's nothing but warehouses and they're all vacant, owned by the city. And they rent it to movie studios.
0: Well what mm-hmm. I love about this is as you're talking about the city failing mm-hmm. and what needs to be done, you actually have a seat at the table yes that's right. because you're representing Skid Row in that's the city correct. council meeting
2: that is correct I uh, and I remember, talk about
0: that how that came to be
2: um <sighs> about 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 12 years ago Phil Yeah, six terms, seven terms, yeah, seven terms, so that's four. Fourteen years ago, I was over at Grand Central Market, and if you know the hustle, uh, on Fridays if you go to Grand Central Market, if you get there between hours four to five before they close instead of getting one taco you can get four or five tacos i didn't for, know that hustle for, for the same price <laughs> you know you had to say what it does instead of getting one <laughs> instead of getting one burrito you know what i'm saying the grand Central market you can get to, that's it, it, you that's why we they be cleaning they clean their trays out they get ready to go home all they want is some money yeah and we we all me and a couple of friends we all go down there and put our money together and get it and, and get it and, and uh a lady was sitting there, and I'm not being discriminated because uh, half my family is Caucasian. All right. Okay. But I'm ready for it. She was sitting there talking about what she's going to do in Skid Row, and she said she sit on the council. And I turned my chair around and asked her. I said, uh, "You talking about Skid Row? Do you live in Skid Row? Because I've never seen you." She said, "No, I live in Bunker Hill right here." I don't go down there, but you're representing Skid Row. How did you get a seat? When she told me that, the bell rang and and I um ran for the ran for the seat and uh, I've won it seven terms. I've just won it uh, a few months ago. But uh, but so, wait, w- w- the-
0: weren't you. What happened? Wasn't there something like you went to go say you wanted to run? And they tried to say the zip code didn't exist?
2: Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that those are the experiences. Um, 9013 and 9014 is the most dangerous zip codes in America. You're in skid row. No company wants to hire you because you're in skid row. No landlord wants to deal with you. Not only our critical poly, uh, policy is when I went to the poll the city told to register and show my identification. I got a, a four letters of recommendation of character references. They told me it doesn't exist. You know, they, they oh, I, that's there.
0: insane because uh, this lady already had the city council seat for Skid Row, but because she didn't live there, her zip code worked. But her, you her, actually live here.
2: Her zip code was different from mine.
0: Yeah. And they tried to say it didn't exist. Yes, yeah,
2: they didn't exist.
0: Which I totally yeah. appreciate. I told you the story already, yeah. but when I first moved to LA, and they used to have those Thomas guides, right? I was going to a place called Home for the first time, and I tried to look it up in the Thomas guide, and Central for South Central literally was in the crack of the Thomas guide. Like that didn't exist. Right.
2: Well, that's what, that's what, that was that um, was about 16 years ago that they. Uh, have not uh, come to the light. Then the light came on when I when I won the seat the first year. Because the first year, I I went there and uh, did what I had to do. I put it in writing, then I put, turned around and told them verbally that we need handicapped walkways. There is no hand, handicapped walkways in Skid Row, not uh, not one. Uh, no, no, no lighting, uh, no lights. Uh, No crosswalk, Um, 16 years ago, we started the procedure and ended up getting handicapped. And then in the last 10 years, we got lighting in the whole area of the 40 blocks of Skid Row. Uh, There was no blank blank spot in Skid Row. Uh, It's amazing. In the last five years, we upgraded cameras So we can resolve any of the the violent activity that is occurring. And and 90% of that violence are coming from people from another community coming here to prey on the homeless here. Um, So we uh, have implemented that. Now we implemented our new one is that we have 13 blocks. that are not covered by the city code, the new code is that they now have to be extending the crosswalks. Mm-hmm. The handicap is, is, that to be extended for, if you're walking in a wheel, you have a wheelchair, and the person is walking beside you, that handicap area has to be expanded. So that's where they're doing the construction. In the 13 blocks of Skid Row.
0: One of the first things I learned when I was hearing about you from this guy I'm going to introduce him in a couple seconds was I heard that you were working on getting water fountains because there's 30,000 people down here in two water fountains.
2: Right now today, today as we speak there has been three letters submitted to a Department of Water and Power uh, it's going up to I might have to fly out of here, but I don't know if I have to go to Sacramento or not. We're going to oversee, we're going to try to do this in a structured fashion. They put water fountains down in the summertime. Uh, every other block or every two blocks wherever there's a fire hydrant throughout the summer. But as we have been increasing in homelessness... Um, there need to be a war station, there need to be more restroom and they definitely need some water fountains, this is a necessity.
0: I, I, like that too, because I think you're killing two birds with one stone, you're not only helping, uh, get people water, and helping with hygiene, but you're also eliminating plastics, right, because you can have reusable water fountain, or water bottles, and things like that.
2: Right, where... We're we're, we're looking at all faces and uh, atmosphere realizing that we want Skid Row to be a community. Not some place where you can just come out and just drop off the map and just run around saying you're homeless. To make this a community, since it does not have any schools, it does not have any markets, and most of all, uh, the key thing, they don't have livable laundromats (laughs) Uh, set of these portable. Uh, To make this a community, we have to meet the needs of the individuals that are out here. Everyone's need is different. We all know the number one need is housing, Yeah. but that's not the answer of their need. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Their, Their need... Their, their need is is based on each individual that will make them functional what makes them functional we don't know until we like you say we meet on a one-on-one and communicate with each individual you can give them all a the door key and half of them might have like, need a key back because they're not satisfied they don't want it you know that you have to find out what caused them to be homeless and how can I help you to stop you from not only being homeless but how can you can help me For you can help somebody else teach one to help one yeah instead yeah. of
0: just somebody being a victim how can they be empowered and yeah, help people that is correct i liked when we were standing in line and we were talking to people today I'll be really honest, I've been in the past intimidated by Skid Row, a little bit scared when I came down here, but Wendell stood in line with me and we got to meet a lot of people and it felt like there were a lot of people that were really close to you and really special and some interesting stories. And at one point you said we made history. Um... Talk about who are some of the people we came through just to kind of paint a picture. There's so much uh,
2: there diversity
0: some, in people's stories. Uh, there, there were
2: um, many different personalities and many individuals searching for whatever they're searching for. But they know that they can come to St. Julian Park and they protect it. At the same time, they could sit down and rest. It was surprising that they got something to eat, but their... Um, our society was... Someone was classified in mental health or 5150. Some of uh, our society, like for myself, I call them special because each person I meet is special to me. Uh, Do they still use the term 5150? Uh, they like. but I thought they did. They, oh. I as mean, the in stuff. the court system, in the court system, they do. I thought the, that was like the, what happened to Britney the, Spears so, with it. So <laughs> it changes, and but we made, you have made a way that I can move in on the individual because this young lady does a lot of screaming, okay. a lot of yelling, a lot of. Disrespecting human beings. Oh,
0: you're talking about Miss Riley.
2: And she, she converted her personality to communicate with you with no swearing, no cursing, no disrespect. Uh, She's been here about a year and a half, and finally broke the water. Now I can slowly move in behind you, and not only tell her hi tomorrow or this afternoon when I see her, but ask her, can I get you something or do you, you know? So we can move her to the next. That I am see the one thing, the key thing what I do that is me more than anything, is that accountability and respect. You can count even the days I don't feel well. There are days I don't uh, I don't get paid for that nineteen, you know I've been in that over overnight nine, almost nineteen years of sitting in that park coming there Monday through Friday, unless I have to go to somebody's residence or landlord, or, or I have to go to a doctor, but I, you'll still find me back in that park. And I'm sitting in that park five days a week. I gave up a lot of good a lot of good days throughout my life, and I'm not, Lord, I'm not regretting none of it, uh, because I'm helping people. But what I'm saying is that our society needs to be accountable for their actions and stand up and letting people know that, even though you're displaced, I'm gonna be at this corner every Monday. from one to three. And I'll be at that corner Monday from one to three. Till they realize, hey, I'm gonna go by there. I know you know I know I know that I know he's gonna be there. You understand? Yeah. And this is what we have to do to to first of all to change change the way they're thinking. Is that we they can depend on that they know, they can tell their friend, I ain't going over there, but I can tell you where you can go. And that's how communication goes through Skid Row.
0: When uh, we were talking about community and getting to know people, I want to introduce David because you, um, from what I understand, ride your bike through the neighborhood almost every single day and get to know people. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say every single day because sometimes things are crazy. But I try to, I try to, uh, I try to pull up. I try to be as connected as possible. There's certain people in this neighborhood or just around downtown in general that are homeless who, like, I consider family members. You know what I mean? Who got my personal number? Who could hit me? Like, you know, one lady hit me like a week ago and was like, "My, my husband threw out my TV and locked me out, and, dah, 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 and I just need a hotel for the night." You know. Try to do what I can.
0: David Sebastian, we met through some art connections because you were teaching art classes yeah, yeah. downtown LA, and I want to get this right, but I think that you said you were at Nipsey's funeral and got an idea.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, when Nipsey had his funeral service at the Stable Center, I um, I actually snuck in there. I didn't, I didn't like have a way to get in there. I snuck in there, and. I was sitting down and I was listening to all these great things that people were saying about him, like his family, like, and I, like my mind automatically went to like, yo, like if that was you in the casket, like what legacy are you leaving behind? Like, what are all the things you said that you wanted to do that maybe you just didn't push forward? So like I left halfway through the funeral. I couldn't even stay. Like I left and I went to a a cafe and I, I got a piece of paper and I was like, I've always wanted to start a school for kids. Why not do it? And then I did it the next week. It was like five kids that showed up. Did it the next week. It's like ten kids that showed up, did the next, and then it just kept growing and growing. So yeah.
0: And you're somebody who I think of as an artist in every sense of the word. Because not only are you an amazing like graphic designer, drawer, But you're a musician, and now you had this idea to do Skid Row Fashion Week. And I saw you last week in the Melrose Flea Market, (laughs) and those shirts were, like, flying off the racks. Talk about why you started doing that and how you plan on helping with it.
1: Well, first, before I get into that, like, art, to me, I think is all, like, intervening. Like, if you know how to communicate with artistic... um, vibes it can translate into anything art fashion design film whatever you know a lot of times we like cut ourselves off and say I'm an artist I'm a painter I'm a musician but really I just like tap into the creative spirit and, and try to let that matriculate into everything I do. Skiro Fashion Week is a uh, it's an oxymoron right because when you think of Fashion Week you think of Paris Fashion Week you think of you know you think Milan. of in Milan the bourgeoisie and then when you think of skid row you have that connotation that you carry with the homelessness and stuff like that so everything i do from an artistic perspective i try to add some value to it from a social economic standpoint from some type of meaning everything i do everything i create so i was like what's a way that i can create something that can bring awareness to the homeless in this situation especially in LA like there's not really any like young rappers or young artists who are really big like advocates for homelessness and I think that you know there's people I know like my assistant he's from New York he didn't even know Skid Row existed there's people since I started this line that's like yo I had no idea that, that shit's even going on downtown so the first thing was like how do I create something that's cool right that people would just be gravitated to off the aesthetic and then ask questions like well what is this that I'm wearing you know so that was one thing and then you know when I did the christmas on skid row thing or whatever like I was using like a lot of my own money and I don't have a lot of money like that I could admit that you know like everything I have I put directly back into my art or directly back into the community so I wanted to find a way where I can Create a business model where as the brand grows it can help more people and it could instead of going through missions instead of going through all these systems downtown which I talk to a lot of homeless people and they say a lot of that stuff is like fraudulent like a lot of these people aren't really helping the homeless you know so like I was like okay let's do like some Robin Hood shit and find out what's really going on in the community with the help of Wendell tell me like what are ways that we really really can help and 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 um connect with people directly so skid row fashion week was created and initially the idea came from like i wanted to do a runway show on skid row and i wanted to employ all like homeless models you know like clean them up give them the whole vibe and bring like a alexander mcqueen level runway show to to, you know and just bring that that energy so yeah
0: And then what were you doing with some of the proceeds, like, when you started selling the shirts last week?
1: So what we're doing now is, like, we, uh, I just made a bunch of hoodie blankets, right? So I'm ordering, like, 2,000 of them. And they're, like, very warm, but they could be worn as, you know, that, buying socks, buying life kits. And what what a life kit is is, like, we're putting deodorants, feminine hygiene products, like, everything that you kind of need but um really this is just the beginning like right now we we're just making enough to continue to keep going and then to put you know some life kits on the street but as things grow showers water fountains uh you know uh helping fans there was a kid who came to the the pop-up and he lived on skid row the little kid that was running around and his house was like Everything was taken out of his house They stole his camera Like everything So we're gonna start with Taking some of the proceeds And helping families directly Like we're gonna We just got him a new camera Like a new 5D camera You know what I mean Like so really Just just helping people directly
0: And how can people find you Or get the gear?
1: Um My Instagram Skidrowfashionweek.com Um yeah, really, com and my Instagram at David Sebastian Anti. But in the long run, in the bigger picture, you have brands like Supreme, right? Or you have brands like, uh, like a Gucci. Or you have all these brands who make hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Imagine if a brand like this made gross $100 million, right? And let's say $80 million went back directly into this community. Like, that would... I don't, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say it could eradicate homelessness, but I'm pretty sure it can help a lot of people. It would do more than the city's doing. I got to
0: say, I got one of your shirts, and I love it, because <laughs> you took and you flipped the Death Row logo, yeah. and instead of Death Row, it says Skid Row, and then instead of the electric uh-huh. chair, there's a shopping cart, yeah, yeah. and then it says Fashion Week, and I wore it <laughs> to work the other day, yeah. and I could tell it made some people uncomfortable. Like, just even wearing the shirt.
1: Are you serious? Yeah, they didn't know... Like, how? What kind of vibe? Like, they
0: didn't know how to react to it, right? Right. And so... I like that you're opening up the conversation.
1: Right. And all the pieces have a message. Like, even, like, there's this one thing that says this isn't all a simulation. And it talks about how, like, money isn't real and pain isn't real. And all these things are just perceptions of some, like... Like, everything... I want to be, like, walking billboards where people can walk down the street and question their existence. Question why we're here. Question what is Skid Row? You know, like when it it's good it's going to become a craze. It's going to change the fashion industry because we're we're in a we're in a time where people want authenticity now. I feel like we've been fed fluffy shit for so long that we don't just want to walk around with Gucci logos on anymore. We don't want to just walk around with something cool because someone tells us is cool now we want to like express ourselves in a way that empowers us and empowers others so what better than skid row fashion week where you know
0: i love it um i think that some people might have some questions for david or wendell but before um we get to the questions i just have one more um how can people help or what do you want people to know the most wendell
2: Um, How can you help? Um, You can always... um, Hygiene kits, as you call them. That's a necessity. Um, I think that uh, when you put brand new socks on and you wash your face and put new deodorant and brush your teeth, that encourages the individual to step up and feel very good for themselves, even though you might be homeless. Uh, You can always contact me with 213-908. Thirty-five ninety is my phone number. The reason I don't get, I use a uh, text or email is because of um, I, I'm in the park five days a week and I don't have a laptop. So You're just uh, the
0: beacon of light in San Julian Park. Yes. If you come to the park, you can't miss them. You want to yeah. give your phone number one more time now?
2: Yes, my phone number is 213-908-3590. Wendell.
0: You know, David was saying, let's do some Robin Hood shit. Uh, Just, like, small thing when I travel for work. I always, like, clean out the hotel shampoos and, like, little shower kits and stuff and take them home just so we can start those kits. Right? Like, it's just, it all adds up.
2: Every little bit, put it together, it does add up. You know, we talk about a penny, how it gets to a dollar. It takes one penny at a time.
1: I, I want to ask something you know, I, I just really want to honor Wendell For being Like you said An authentic beacon, beacon of light Who really cares for the community Because when I first met you I was literally just on a bike And I asked everyone on Skid Row Yo, who's who, who make calls and shots out here Like, I'm trying to do something Oh, go talk to Wendell Wendell, Wendell So I was like, alright, who's this Wendell And I pulled up on you And you embraced me You shut down the park for me and you made it really easy to do to do that, you know, because at the end of the day, there's no manual on how to help people. You know, there there's no like I want to do this, so you follow these steps. All I was doing is following my heart, you know? So mm-hmm. I want to honor you that. I'll honor you, Julie, for having platforms like this to be able to um shed the light and, and spread and spread that. Um But you know, if you really want to help, you can call Wendell. But, like, also, like, really just give you a time, you know. Give you a time. Come down here and, and talk to someone. You know, a lot of people have this misconception that homeless people are, like, bad people or monsters or malicious. And I can't lie. I found more beautiful, kind-hearted people down here on Skid Row than in the middle of Beverly Hills. You know, I'm more scared in West Hollywood than down here, to be honest with you. You know, so, um, that's what that is. And You know, one other, one last thing. is Skid Row Fashion Week... The reason why it's so important, the juxtaposition between skin, is because three blocks down that way, you'll have a restaurant where it's 80, you'll you'll see multi-millionaires eating, right? The best food you can, driving Ferraris, and stepping over someone who's like dying on the street. There's like extreme, there's there's no meat, it's like extreme poverty and wealth, you know? So... I think that the only way to make a difference is to we got to like shove it in their face to let them know that like something needs to be done, so
0: thank you. Thank you. Anybody else have any questions for Wendell?
1: How can we help? How can I, I don't know what y'all doing, how, how can we help?
0: How can you help? Well, you've already
2: started and what i would be talking about being consistent. I know everyone has responsibility for life. But to just say that, I'm just going, every Saturday or every Wednesday, I'm giving one hour, you know what I'm saying, or 15 minutes. It, it, takes, it takes just a little bit, a little bit of time to encourage someone down the road when they're by themselves and get to thinking about that positive encouragement, might get them up and start changing their way of thinking. And that's what we want to do. Let them know that they're beautifully made. They're one of a kind. They are designed to be in the human race. And the most important thing of all is to be serious with you. We are Americans, and there's no excuse why the state of California not be number one. We've been number one in everything other other events. We are number one. If we don't. Uh, world, we do not play I with losers. We are winners. You know, we demand the state of California, the citizens in California, Los Angeles, we demand to be winners. American. So why are we demanding to have homelessness? We could stop this if we want to stop it. And all it takes is someone helping one, helping another. Because you go down the street, you'll find there are many homes with one person living in them. There are many homes with just husband and wife that are seniors. would we'll love to have somebody living with them. Not, a homeless, not all people that are homeless are bad. You, you know, that's all. All right.
0: Thank you. We appreciate you.
2: Thank you very much for uh, coming.
0: We'll keep visiting.
2: And, and thank each and every one of you. And don't be afraid to come back because of uh, there is somebody that needs you. Maybe First you don't kids. know it.
1: Oh, yeah, and if, if anyone's listening, we're going to do Christmas on Skid Row. Um, if you have any donations, maybe, you know, a brand that wants to help. Any Anything can help. So Christmas on Skid Row. All right. Yeah. I think that's a wrap. Yeah. All
0: right. Aww. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Wendell. If you want to keep involved, uh, make sure to watch for the Wayfarers Foundation Carnival of Love that's coming up in January. Someone gave me an interesting tip also recently. They said, next time you interact with a homeless person, don't just make it about, should I give this person money or not? Just be a human and introduce yourself. Ask the person's name. That's a really good step one. I don't know if that's the answer, but I'm working on figuring it out and love having the conversation with all of you. Thanks for listening to The Idea Fountain. More on theideafountain.co or Instagram at The Idea Fountain.